This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Some people like that opening, some people don't. I don't know how that became a tradition that on Mondays we start the show with the... What grade would you suppose that is, that band? Fourth grade? Fifth grade? You cannot. I'm guessing it's like fifth grade, uh, and they're 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 struggling to play their music, and I don't know. It just seems to fit with the whole Monday vibe. Live from Studio C, a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Chief. Okay. Oh, is your go. microphone on now? No, it is. Let's well, try it again. To, I was about to offer mine, but I don't know if we're allowed to do that. Go ahead. Try. We'll see. What's your general manager? No, I was going to offer my microphone. Oh, your for you microphone. To use, oh, I think, okay. uh, with, the, with the COVID stuff, I, I think that's slapped down by the suits. Our uh, general manager, Nancy Pelosi, and Peacher in Chief. Yeah, she was on 60 Minutes last Zitzu. night. I have a strong and controversial opinion to offer. Stay tuned. She does not like AOC. Sure made that clear. Anytime AOC comes up, she is Kurt. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear that clip. Yeah. I kinda, <laughs> at that point, I'd stop paying attention. I was flipping through emails. Boy, it's interesting um, uh, seeing more pictures and hearing more about what was going on inside the Capitol last week. So we'll have to talk more about that later. Um, I'm also, I'm really into this whole uh, Twitter booting off the president conversation. I think that's really interesting. Likewise, Facebook, right? Yeah. And all yeah. its allied uh, social media. Trying to figure out what that's all about. <laughs> Preemptively banned from some place. Like, it's not just those. The, he, he can't go on the internet. Yeah. And, and then Parler. All of their hosts, all of their cloud servers have all uh, kicked him off. Allegedly, because there's too much uh, plotting and planning and, and nastiness going on there. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a very strange and troubling moment in in terms of the free exchange of ideas right now. Exactly. And I uh, one of the things that's always bothered me about lawyers, a lot of lawyers, not all lawyers, but a lot of lawyers, they can only talk in terms of what's legal and what's not. And like just have no ability for any conversation outside of that. Well, nothing matters outside of that. It's either legal or not. Right. We can either get away with it or we can't. And, uh, yes, I realize it's a private company, and it so therefore does not violate his first speech uh, rights, First Amendment rights, but we do have a culture of free speech, and we do have a culture of, you know, people saying stuff, and we do have a, a, a belief that, you know, the best disinfectant to a bad idea is to expose it to sunlight. Um, not hide things. So mm-hmm. all that stuff fit together. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Well, and then there's the legal question. Back to old section two thirty. Uh, can you exempt someone from the usual responsibilities of publisher because they say we're not a publisher, but allow them to exercise all the rights of a publisher? Right. I mean, they're clearly a publisher at this point. When you, especially when you had at least currently have such dominant market share. Um. Now the idea is, well, other things will rise up that will counter that, and then there'll be more voices and everything like that. Although that's what Parlor was supposed to be, and got yanked off of Parlor, right? So, um, and there were wackadoodles on there, no doubt, well, just like there are on Twitter. But there still are so many dangerous, wacky people on Twitter. Of course. So, so we have a higher standard for the president than anybody else. Apparently, that's interesting. I love this comment. I don't think it printed. It might have. Uh, oh, there it is. 
Jennifer, Jennifer points out, it has not escaped my attention that the day social media companies decided, you know, there is more we can do to police Trump's destructive behavior. That was the same day they learned Democrats would chair all the congressional committees that oversee them. Oh. <laughs> Hello! Um, I had another point to make. I flitted out of my head. That's, mm. that's the worst thing about getting older. We have many hours. The way things flit out of my head. Yeah, anyway, we're going to talk more about that later. At least they're still flitting in, you know? That's true. <laughs> when they stop flitting in, that's when you got a problem. No ideas. I haven't had a single idea today. <laughs> <laughs> Your house is on fire. Anything you'd like to say? Um, I got nothing. Nope. <laughs> uh, I continue to be worried about the COVID. To have more information on that. I, I'm I'm amazed at listening to the news. A lot of you are like, pretty serious news clearly has spent less time researching it than me and i'm an idiot but i just like might spend an hour looking at various newspapers and science magazines from around the world and come up with some information and then your evening news hasn't done that yeah yeah um the things anchorettes say or don't say or, or the news anchors for that matter which show how little they actually are curious about the stories they are covering is uh, you know once you get hip to it, it's it's pretty disturbing. One of the headlines to me, and again we'll get into all this later. This is just kind of setting up the show, right? We're just teeing all the different things up there are to talk about. There's obviously a We're lot. Passing out the syllabus. The new mutation of the COVID virus, it would appear, and there's there's some uh, a fair amount of data at this point to support the fact that it affects young people in the way that the old COVID virus did not. For some reason, the old COVID virus just didn't stick to young people. This new one does. In terms of symptoms and sickness, you mean? Just being able to get it and pass it along, okay. just like a 40-year-old. Oh, boy. It's the same for a 10-year-old as a 40-year-old. Oh, it would seem no. with the new, the new version that's floating around. Has China unleashed doomsday? Well, it's still you know, only going to kill 1% of us, although you have to be prepared for... I mean, if this new one gets around, uh, you have to be prepared for 3 million people dead in America. And every year it mutates and goes around again. Possibly, yeah. I mean, doomsday is an expression. It could could be, this is a hell of a radio show. Who would listen to this garbage? It could be. <laughs> I don't. I can barely bring myself to finish my own sentence. Doomsday is an expression. It could certainly be doomsdecade. Did the NFL playoffs start over the weekend? I, until I walked in the door and I heard Sean say to Joe, did you see the football game? I thought, oh, that's right, football. Oh, so. yes, yes, the uh, divisional playoffs. Uh, wild card? Wild card yeah. round, exactly, that's what I meant. Tom uh, Brady knocked off a high seed, I saw that, huh? So there you go, I'm sure rooting for Tom Brady. The very first game to uh, be aired on Nickelodeon, uh, I believe, or at least a crossover with Nickelodeon. There was, like, slime graphics going on. Uh, the, one of the coaches actually got slimed after the game happened. This and... sounds like a desperate attempt to get young people interested in NFL. But... Yeah, I think they've uh, seen some research, and they don't like it a bit. <laughs> Major League Baseball is over there saying, the, uh, the nation's past, the, the pastoral sport of baseball, the slow pace, the deliberate strategy. Kids are out. But it was, there were some good games. It was fun. Oh, so maybe we'll talk about that. There's a, there's a brand new camera that they're just in love with, or a new angle, or it's a digital way to process the shot. You, you'll notice it immediately. The shot is whoever's the focus is in sharp focus, sharp 4K or high day D focus, and everything behind them is blurry. It's like setting your camera for a narrow uh, Boku or whatever that's called. What? Yeah, that's what they call that background blurry thing. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's quite striking. But they're in love with it, and they just use it to death. 
Hmm. And in replays, probably. Uh, well, a guy scores a touchdown, and then there he is in sharp focus. Everything behind like him is blurry. It is striking, like mm-hmm. I say, but then you become aware that, all right, they're using it like 30 times, and it becomes a little distracting. But That's the advantage that one of the, is it, Zoom doesn't have it, but Teams does one of them where you can blur the background like a fancy camera. The Boku, I think that's the right word. I'll look it up. I like um, that idea. But, uh, yeah, and so it just it, it, it makes you focus on you and not the, you know. The pile of laundry on your bed behind <laughs> you. I'm amazed. I, I do a fair amount of these Zoom I'm amazed at some people's. You know, not caring at all what's in the background. <laughs> like depressingly under-decorated house. Well, yeah. I've got that. Yeah. But um, but but just like you know, f- filth. Wow. I don't mind having just a white a white wall. That doesn't yeah. bother me. But why 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 would you want a pile of laundry there? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> um, what's let's... on the other side of the camera? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This was your best background. Oh, uh, well, I got bodies <laughs> over there. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. One of my New Year's resolutions was to keep my house clean, do cleaning every day. Good for you. Well, it's January 11th, and I've thought about it, but uh, oh, yes! I know. Oh, my. I'm trying to keep my son on making his bed. Um, cause I just, Jordan Peterson convinced me. If you know who he is, you know who he is. And if you don't, you don't. But, um, uh, that making your bed and, and that sort of thing is so important for your mental well-being. And I'm convinced that is true. So I'm really trying to keep my son on that that train. Well, I get up at 4.15 in the morning, so I'm going to begin booting my wife out of bed in order to make the bed. <laughs> Honey, Jordan Peterson says this is important. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen... There's a guy who does a Jordan Peterson impersonation. Have you seen Jordan Peterson ordering a pizza? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, if, you, if you're into Jordan Peterson, it's pretty damn funny. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, Chat Roulette has also banned Trump, just so you know. <laughs> oh, chat Roulette. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. That's a funny one. What a wonderful, uh, terrible idea that was. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, now, it is it is knowing my weaknesses that is actually my uh, my greatest strength. And I, uh, yeah, this weekend I, I took a dive into something that I had, uh, I was aware of for a while. I knew that I would enjoy it were I ever to do it, but I, I had, I'd never really taken the plunge. I got into the whole daily fantasy sports thing, but I am, I am not going to talk about that because I know fantasy sports are like fishing and poker stories where they are only interested to the person mm. who they happen to, yet people think that they other, they must be fascinating to other people because they share them all the time. <laughs> so if mm. any of you ever hear me, mentioning my fantasy stuff with people who uh, may, because there's some other fellow degenerates around here who, who may in, enjoy that or not. But if I bring it up, and, and I, I am counting on you two to give me a, hey, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody boring. wants to hear about that. I'll just hit you with a boring. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we do have a lot of news to get to. And I'm worried about uh, uh, foreign threats. I feel like we're so inward-looking and think the only thing that goes on in the world is domestic politics. And uh, China and Iran and North Korea don't feel that way. And Russia... I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, January 11th, year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Until next time on Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. So long. So long, everybody. So long, everyone. So long. So long, everybody. So long. So long. So long. Trebek with his final show on Friday that aired. Yes. And a loving tribute, as I understand. Fantastic. Uh, more on that later, too. How's mailbag look? Oh, just delightful. Very nice for Monday. It'll start the week off in style. And we'll bring you up in a little bit up to speed on where we are in impeachment and everything like that. A letter to Pence saying you got to invoke 25th within 24 hours or impeachment marches forward. 
etc. All on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't think they trust us with a real microwave. Like a real grown-up microwave where you could actually get something hot. You don't uh, like that easy-bake oven we have in, there, in the kitchen? <laughs> Put your coffee in there for two minutes, and it, it might be slightly warmer, but it might be my imagination. <laughs> right, it's hope. <laughs> oh, so much to talk about. Serious times, folks. Serious times. Mailbag. We're going to do something a little different today. We're going to read an email before the freedom-loving quote of the day. And okay. it will become obvious why. <clears throat> Scott writes... Hey, uh, Jack, Joe, I always miss the freedom-loving quote of the day because the music is so darn catchy, I just sing along with it and end up being the background music. I usually listen to the podcast, so I rewind it to hear what you actually said. And he signs off, KPTCI, keep playing catchy theme intros. I feel like if somebody rewinds and listens to something again on the podcast, we should get two listens for that. Yeah, we may. Uh, All right, turn it off, Michael. Turn it off! So Scott can hear the freedom-loving quote of the day. It will be of little avail to the people that the laws are made by men of their own choice if the laws be so voluminous that they cannot be read or so incoherent that they cannot be understood. Long story short, elective government isn't good if there are so many laws and they're so confusing, people can't comprehend them. Well, James, I have bad news for you, brother. Your little experiment in self-governance has gone seriously sideways. Moving along. <clears throat> we'll bring you the latest on where they are with impeachment and 25th Amendment and all that sort of stuff coming up. In a and bit. the 14th Amendment. All right. I heard. <laughs> Is that the one about quartering soldiers? It may be. I don't know. Did that bring uh, booze back? CNN is virtually pawing through the entire Constitution looking for a premise under which they can yank Trump out a week before he's going to leave anyway. Mm. Absolutely hilarious. No, um, Let no amendment be unturned. So he's done in nine days anyway, right? Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's see. Amendment 16. The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes. He wouldn't release his taxes. So according to the 16th, well, probably not. Never mind. Moving along. Brian writes, uh, Jack Job, been a listener for many years, haven't written often. After hearing you report some of the grief you've taken over your coverage of the insurrection, I wanted you to know how important your voices are and how much many of us appreciate you. The fact that you take an honest look at the issues and don't have an automatic recitation of the party line is what sets you apart and will probably make us unemployed. Uh, you call it as you see it, and I'm always interested in hearing your take. Please don't be deterred by the trolls and naysayers. Very kind of you to say, Brian. Thank you. Trolls and naysayers. Uh, let's see. Ah, this is... Uh, we'll call him Al Anonymous, who's written us a number of times lately. Uh, he is the uh, arch-conservative whose friends in uh, his part of the country are now referring to him as a liberal because he doesn't want to take up arms. Hmm. Um, Interesting. And, and well, hmm. he's all right. He says, uh, and keep in mind, he's a preacher and a serious preacher of the gospel. I give the F up, and I don't use foul language. 
Everything is stupid these days. I suggest a law requiring you two to work weekends so normal voices can be heard. All the big tech and media pushed me back to support Trump the past two days. I've been following, then I've been following reliable names on Parler. I wake up this morning and all the talk over there is that the Queen of England and the Pope were arrested overnight for sex trafficking charges. Oh boy. Wow. I'm out. Enjoy your country, everyone. I'm back to pre-internet living and preaching the real Bible gospel like some wild bearded street preacher. Good luck. The Bible! Jeez, somebody needs to write a book about this years from now. How the whole worldwide pedophile ring... Trump will stop it thing. How did it get started? How did it grow? Why did people buy into it? It has all the earmarks of a religious cult. It's a very strange phenomenon. Wow, it's interesting. I got a really interesting note from uh, uh, Bren, the RN, uh, who's a second-generation listener, by the way, raised up by A&G fans, and now she is, and now she's a fully employed RN. Good Lord, how old are we? Um, talking about what she has heard and what she's seen on the message boards about why health professionals won't take the vaccine. Share that with you in a couple of minutes. And where we are, we where are we with impeachment? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And I think it was important um, for those of us who used to be on the inner circle. I mean, look, you and I have been doing this for years. I, I came in in 2010 in the Tea Party. Um, I started the Freedom Caucus with Mark Meadows. Uh, I was in the cabinet. I was the chief of staff. I thought it was important for somebody who's not establishment, who's not a Trump, a, a never Trumper, to come out and say that that was wrong. It needs to be said again and again and again by as many people as possible. As Nick Mulvaney, who was the chief of staff for Donald Trump, and as he made the point right there. Um, on uh, Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace. Look, I started the Tea Party. I was on the inner circle. I've been backing Trump on everything, and he argued with Chris Wallace over a whole bunch of different things. The whole you, you never called out white supremacy. You know, you know he, he he shouted all that down, but he said this was different. Look, I'm you know I think my voice is important because I was on the Trump side of things through all of these different controversies, right? Which is pretty interesting. Where we are with impeachment is Nancy Pelosi. The House is going to put out a resolution that. Vice President Pence and the others involved have 24 hours to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove Trump, or they move forward with impeachment, I guess, tomorrow or Wednesday? Oh, right. Which would get you down to, they would start, today is the 11th, we got nine days, so you'd start with seven or eight days left? I ha- have you heard anybody say that they could get it completely done and removed before the 20th? Yeah, but I have no idea if they're right. Most people seem to to to, to uh, indicate that the trial part in the Senate would have to happen after the twentieth, and right. eat up all of the oxygen in the room for the beginning of the Biden presidency. And significantly, and this is my take on the thing, significantly turn up the heat in the country, and ki- or at least keep the heat. Where I think we need to turn down the heat. I think everybody needs to calm the hell down and start talking about ideas of governance again. What what sort of government we want. What sort of country we want. As opposed to screeching at each other about to Trump or what have you. I think Joe Biden agrees with you based on the way he's worded most of what he's said over the last several days. Yeah. Um, and, and talked about how he just wants to focus on the transition and getting to work and this and that. And he said the House will do what the House does. 
you know that's that's not a ringing endorsement of moving forward with impeachment. He, kn- I think he knows he if he comes out and flat out says impeachment's a bad idea, which I think he believes, um, for the country and for his presidency. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of people pretty hot to uh, to remove the president right now. Yeah, and he'd sure. piss off all those Democrats that voted for him. Uh, and as usual, there is the need to uh, to satisfy the the activist left. Nancy, who didn't want to do the first impeachment, I mean, she's an evil witch. I don't think she has a soul. Uh, what would you like me to say about her that's outrageous, horrifying, and insulting? I'm willing to say it. I'd enjoy saying it. But she got dragged into the first impeachment. She knew it was a mistake. And so she's getting dragged into this one, too, I think. You think she believes this is a bad idea? Eh, this one she's a little more warm, to because of the, the violence at the Capitol. Well, I think it's the timing. It's the time. It's the fact that there's nine days left. If this were Ju- last June, I think absolutely she'd be going full speed ahead. But yes. I think she thinks, no, this is, this is not going to ultimately help us. No. We start our new term, and, and we're doing this every single day? This is the only thing anybody's talking about? Right, right. Yeah, I have a feeling that's her calculation, but she's got such a boiling uh, teapot on the left. She's got to let off that steam. Well, uh, and, and, and some on the right, as you just heard with uh, you know Mulvaney and others. Um, there are a handful of Republican senators that have come out and said, yes, they would vote for removal. So I don't know if you get to 17 or not. Um, if it happens after the 20th and you got the new Senate, I don't, I don't know what that changes the calculation either. Um, yeah, I don't know. You'd have to do a head count because it takes two thirds to convict. I meant more the, yeah, and yeah. Remove. Well, you need 17, anyway. but now you're only going to need 15. And uh, the, 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 the feeling might be a lot different. You know, among um, among uh, a chunk of those Republican senators who have, you know, they got six years to go or or four years to go before they got to run for election again. That's a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people have abandoned Trump that were loyal to him, pundits and people in his administration. Sure, cabinet members. For aides. instance, the two lawyers, whose names I don't have at the top of my head, but it doesn't matter. You remember the two lawyers that fought for him hard during the last impeachment won't return his phone calls. I mean, they, they ain't on board. Mm. I mean, Jay Sekulow's one of them. You remember he was on all the cable news shows and then, and then, then working it hard in the impeachment. He ain't, he ain't on board. So it looks like it's Rudy Giuliani and the rumor is Alan Dershowitz would be the two lawyers that handle uh, impeachment. Rudy Giuliani handling impeachment for the mm. president is, uh, 20 years ago, Rudy? Fabulous. Current nutty Rudy? Not so much. Current rambling hair dye running down the side of your face, Rudy? Yeah, yeah, not so much. Uh, handling impeachment would be a wacky thing. I still don't think it'll happen. You don't think impeachment will happen? No. Really? No. What, what's They'll the go- off-ramp? I can't imagine it not happening. Well, because the Senate just won't take it up. They'll drag their feet and drag their feet, and, and everybody will lose interest. before. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. You know, I'm actually I'm arguing your side today, Rudy. <laughs> um, I, could, I, could, I could see how that. So, so Mitch is probably only going to have to drag his feet for... Five days, maybe? Right. He wouldn't have to drag his feet very long. Well, in the modern era, and you know what I'm talking about, my friends, where just something is fever pitch all day long, and then two days later you have to remind people of what you mean if you reference it. You know, the uh, the scandal with the phone call? Oh, yeah, right. Whatever happened with that? I mean, it is a measure of how grotesque and horrible the storming of the Capitol was that people are still talking about it You know, five days later. 
Um, so, no, I think, especially once the inauguration takes place, if the Senate just drags their feet for a few days, the, the steam will go right out of and it. And you wonder if uh, Schumer, who will be the majority leader at that point, um, would say, you know, come up with some way to not do it. Yeah, he'll make some grandiose statement about a time to heal and move on and look to the future, and it'll be done, which I think is, is probably a very good thing. There is some legal argument I listened to way too long a podcast about, because I'm not a lawyer. I don't understand what they're talking about. But there are some legal arguments that if the removal portion happens after the 20th, the part, the way it's written in the Constitution, the part that bars Trump from ever holding office again doesn't count. Wow. With the way it's worded. Wow. I, so heard, there, you could make that argument, and, and which would eliminate the really the big reason for impeaching him for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Is so he can't hold office again. Yeah, it's not to get him out of office. No, he's leaving. Because, yeah, he's leaving in a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. So if, if, that, if that no longer is relevant, then, then, then what are you trying to accomplish other than, you know, eating up a lot of time and energy? Yeah. Yeah. I'd heard that the people, the, the Congress, tried a post-office impeachment on a senator way back in the day, I mm-hmm. guess, and, mm-hmm. and they couldn't figure out whether they could bar him or not post-office and kind of decided, I guess, not. Yeah. But it's unclear. Like a lot of things in the Constitution, the, the principle is there, but when you get to the nitty-gritty, sometimes it's a little... Uh, Unclear. Getting back to the horror of last Wednesday, as more pictures and stories come out, it was worse than I even thought. It could have been so much worse. Yeah. It, it, we, we, it's amazing that there wasn't a political assassination. I'm, I'm, it was terrible. I'm so glad it wasn't worse. It, it did terrible damage to conservatism, oh, to, yeah. to Trump fans. Oh. Uh, you know, and we can get into that in a little bit. But the cause, so much of the cause was so righteous. It, it had the moral high ground. It had the intellectual high ground. It was just right. It, it had the Constitution on its side. So much of what we've been preaching. And they just gave up the high ground. The yahoos who busted into the Congress. Who represented, in a way, some righteous frustration. But they gave up all the high ground. And it just it, it annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, well, beyond that, some of them, like the guy in the uh, the flak jacket with the zip ties. Yeah. What was he planning to do? Yeah, no kidding. And the people that were pounding on the door of Nancy Pelosi's office while all her staff were in there underneath the desk trying to stay silent like the school shooter uh, instructions, you know, we all get. Right. What would those people have done if they'd gotten in? Some of them beat a police officer to death with a fire hydrant. It's not hard to imagine them beating to death a Nancy Pelosi staffer. Yeah. What would they have done if they got a hold of Mike Pence? They were chanting, hang Mike Pence as they went in the door. Wow. Would they have wow. hung Mike Pence? I think it's absolutely on the table that they would have executed him right there in the Capitol. And that story about the Capitol policeman, when I originally saw the video, I thought, why is he running from these people, not just turning with his gun? Have you seen that video? It's a, it's a really an interesting the, the story. single guy in the hallway yeah. backing so, up the stairs. And then he backs up the stairs so, and stuff. Yeah. So he kept backing up, mm-hmm. backing up, backing up. He looks to one side and sees the doors still open to the Senate chamber. So he backs up, acting like he's protecting the other side. So they all chase him down that hallway. So they had time to get the door shut on the, on the Senate chamber. If he wow. hadn't done that, they might have gone right in the door open, and then you got a dead pants and who knows how many senators. Which would have been, I mean, you talk about a historic day. Yeah. Just absolutely insane that that happened. 
And there's, there are some questions, and I don't know, this, this is getting to, into a little bit of conspiracy land, but there are some questions of whether or not it was an inside job to some level. Was some Capitol Police or somebody on the inside with a key or on, knows how to unlock the door in league with these people? It was planned. They opened the side doors. They knew which doors were open. Wow, I don't know anything about well, that. Well, the, 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 that would appear to be the case. Um, there are, depending on which videos you see, you see either violent fistfights between uh, rioters and the cops, or you see some of them where they kind of move the barricades or say, hey, let's, you know, they, they're kind of backing away. The, the, they open the freaking doors. I, that's, I think there was one thing where a door was open, but I think it's maybe a little overstated that they opened the doors for the rioters. Yeah, there but. is so much misinformation flying oh. around right now. The FBI is going to get to the bottom of this, I'm sure, because they're, they're arresting a lot of people. They're interrogating people. Uh, they're going to spend a lot of time on this. But if it was organized in a way that, you know, a certain part of the crowd knew exactly what it was going to do and what it was there for. You know, and then I think a lot of the rest of people, like like last week I was talking about this friend of ours who was in the crowd and walked in the building. Mm-hmm. I don't think this person was a was part of any organized anything. But if you had a, a group of people who were organized with the zip ties and all that and had some communication on the inside with somebody who was going to leave the doors open so they could get in, that would turn into quite the scandal. Yeah, if it, if it's true. I suppose we'll be hearing about well, that. Th- that seems like it almost has to be just because how the hell did everybody get in there? You wouldn't think that could happen. Everybody's been saying that since the moment it happened. Right. A crowd can get into the Capitol? If if somebody left the doors open and people got in, and then all of a sudden the Capitol Police are busy with, hey, where'd all these people come from? Then you can imagine how it would just be a, a wall of people would get in. Right, right. So I, I'd like to answer that question and go into uh, one of the the big media narrative on the left uh, right now in the next segment. Because you're going to hear the lie over and over and over again. I heard it, I don't know, five, six times today already. I would like to explode the big lie. And, you know, Nancy Pelosi being all self-righteous with her, uh, you know, because she's got the wind at her back on that topic, was way out of bounds in getting involved in the chain of command for the nuclear codes. Yes. And then announcing it. That was was treasonous. Absolutely. we got to talk about that, among other things, on the way. Elon Musk just passed Jeff Bezos as the richest person in the world. Anyway, if you can't hit up Jeff's GoFundMe page and let's help him get back to number one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will not donate to that page. Elon Musk is the richest man in the world. The, the word is pronounced Boca Boca O. Boca O. <laughs> the blurry background when you're in focus. Yeah, okay. That happens on fancy cameras. You can do it on the Teams app, I think. Mm. And you said they're now doing it in the NFL. Yeah. That's how you can tell a fancy camera from your iPhone. If you got the Actually, I guess the newest iPhones have that option. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. it's manufactured My more wife than, has that one, not me. Yeah. Does For some the, reason. Does make the picture look better. Yeah. So I've heard it quite a few times today already. Morning Joe was screaming like a Freaking dope. I hope he didn't drop another F-bomb. About it last week. Um, And uh, the narrative is this. 
that you see the white supremacy of America and the difference in the way the Black Lives Matter protesters were treated over the summer and the way the Trump protesters were treated with kid gloves, other than the people who got shot and beaten and, and beaten and, uh, and, and maced and tear gassed and the rest of it. Um, uh, the BLM types are making the rounds today with the warm welcome of NPR and other places saying this proves white supremacy in America. We've been right all along. Look at the kid gloves of, uh, you know, unleashed on the Trump supporters. Now, what Jack was talking about last segment, notwithstanding that it is a little odd, some of the activities of some of the Capitol Police, and, and we need to get to the bottom of what was going on there. Uh, yeah, the- I'm, I'm to the point of uh, when you have former chiefs of that department saying i can't imagine how this happened something weird happened right uh, but we are still in the period where there is deliberate accidental and uh, unintentional misinformation just swirling around right now so i just i can't come to any conclusions uh, but it's as simple as this why that narrative is is garbage and the media is so complicit in the building anger in the heartland and, and in the towns and cities of America. The Black Lives Matter demonstrations turned violent over and over and over again. Cities were burned. Police precincts were burned and attacked and occupied. Portland under siege 130 nights in a row or whatever it was. Violent, Chicago, the Magnificent Mile, Michigan Avenue, looted repeatedly. Just astounding levels of violence and crime over and over and over again tied to those so-called civil rights demonstrations. Meanwhile, Trump holds rally after rally after rally. How many dozens of them, which were perfectly peaceful and law-abiding? Hell, they were polite. Now, you want to go back to like 2015 and some guys got punched in, uh, in, in some of the, the early, early rallies? Yeah, but since then, I mean, they've been just perfectly orderly. So if the Capitol Police saw one more Trump rally full of, you know, church-going conservatives, or thought that's what it was anyway, and thought, yeah, okay, we've seen dozens of these. Everybody's always pretty well behaved. Well, that's why they were astounded at what happened. Everybody was astounded at what happened. This doesn't. When was the last time Trump held a rally and everybody surged out of the stadium or the airport and went and burnt the downtown? Never is when. So that's an easy and obvious explanation for at least the initial difference in in reaction. My only question is: Does NPR not understand how hypocritical they are, or how blind they are, or, or are they just that blind? I mean, are they being deliberate, or are they that incredibly unwise? I don't know. Um, somebody texted, I hadn't thought of this, 2021 could be the year of four presidents, which obviously would be unprecedented. If huh. This isn't going to happen, but if Pence pulled the 25th Amendment, he's president for the last week, then, well, Trump was president in 2021, then Pence is president, he, that's two. Then Biden's president, his brain gives out on him, and Kamala's president. Like, that's not, that's not, it's not going to happen because Pence probably is unlikely to do the 25th Amendment thing. But it's not uh, incomprehensible. As a betting man, and Sean knows what I'm talking about, you're, you're talking about a four team parlay, a four game parlay, and game number one is like a 10 to 1 shot. That Trump gets impeached for moving Pence as the president. So that's, uh, you know, I would need serious, serious odds to bet that proposition. Uh, but it is not out of the question. 
one more thought on the whole rioting and violence deal. And this is not completely wrong when you hear people saying the Capitol is sacred. The violence, there's been lots of violence, but the Capitol, that's, that's taking it to a different level. You know, there, there's some truth to that. I heard it said, yeah, the Capitol is sacred. You just can't do that. People who've spent their entire lives building a business, that business is damn near sacred to them. Their hometown is sacred. Their, their main street is sacred. Their neighborhood is sacred. And the mainstream media, of course, and political Washington, they let your hometown get burnt over and over again or smashed or looted. And they turned a blind eye. They denied it was happening. Then when the seat of government got abused, and it was inexcusable, inexcusable. Now it's a big thing. I understand people's frustration. We got to talk COVID. We got to talk the great skateboard shortage of 2020, among other things. Armstrong and Getty.